Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops, he throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. It's another edition of Jordan and Jake Podcast. All your dreams have come true. Here we go, Jake. Jordan and Jake Podcast, powered by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. I'm not going to lie, Jake, that opening was not my best and it took all I had because my coach voice is so worn out now. I might have to go on IR, Jake. Take it from here. Whew. Well, so as the first thing I noticed or uh, <laughs> I heard is that you have the coach voice. There is no doubt. And I know this last weekend's game was your first game. Um, sound like it went down to the wire, I guess you could say. It didn't go you got your guys away. But uh, I have – and, and I said that last week. I just can only imagine how these kids feel having you coach them and and what kind of adjustments you're going to make from week one to week two. And, and I can hear it in your voice how important this is to you, not for your ego, but for these kids and to give these kids the best opportunity to win week in and week out. I'll tell you what, though. My voice is not in shape. All right? And it'll warm up as we go. It'll warm up as we go. But we're – we have a high, we have a varsity staff of six guys, or excuse me, four guys. Okay, six total, two JV, four varsity. So you coach at like last night we had a, a two hour practice under the lights. You know, we started the practice right at the time our game's going to kick off on Friday. So uh, we we started we started at seven o'clock, and I go, we got the warm up, and you're leading warm up, and then you go right to defensive drills, and I'm coaching D line, then special teams, and in 15 minutes I hit kickoff, hands, PAT, field goal. Guess who the coach is of all those? That's right, it's me. Oh. Okay, and then you go Odin, you go O Indy, and then team, and by the end, Jake, I'm like, holy cow! I heard, I heard, I heard uh, one of one of our coaches. I might have been Foxy or Rivera. I can't remember which one. They said that every coach should have to coach middle school, high school, college, and then pro football. And I've done, I've even done like peewee stuff, Jake. It's so true, man. Like you go through every phase, every phase gets a little bit, little bit better because the, the players can do more, but oh my gosh, there's a lot to it. So my hat is off. I won't talk about high school football, this whole podcast, but my hat is off to all the high school football coaches out there. Cause I'm two weeks into this gig and my voice is paying the price, Jake. My voice is paying the well, price. Well, there's no doubt. But I just, I just go back to it now. And once again, like I know how influential my high school was for my career, and I know how influential my college coach was for my career. And he left college, went back to high school, and he's one of the legends in Louisiana high school football. But I just know how you know, the, the impact you can have on the young kids live, but certainly you're coaching every aspect. And some of these kids, they're just out there with their friends. I mean, that's, that's all it is. And so when you're going to have uh, an offensive lineman, what's the heaviest offensive lineman that you have? And what is the lightest offensive lineman that you have? That's what I want to well, know. If we, if we go all the way down to JV, that would be the bottom of the, the weight scale, right? We got, we got one guard, scrawny little scrappy dude. He's probably like, Man, he's maybe one fifty. <laughs> he's one. We'll call it. We'll call him one fifty. Just a bunch of elbows coming at you on power, right? Then our heaviest. I gotta. 
I got um, – I sent you a picture um, of me in my first game talking to player number 69. His name's Parker Barnes, and he's a kid who actually – what's really cool is I have some of these kids that are on my team went to my youth camp I put on when I was a player, and they were like six years old. And they got pictures of me and them when they were six or seven, and I was still playing for the Panthers. Anyways, the the kid who chose to wear number 69, his name's Parker, I've kind of – given him a lot of guidance and mentorship over the years but he's he's probably a 265 guy he's like a legit body 64 so there's a bit of a spectrum that's for sure but thanks for letting me talk about it Jake and 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 thank you for the forgiveness on the intro as I I need to be like a one of those singers like you know before I come on that's what I'm gonna have to do and drink tea with honey you know but hey on to the next one all right Speaking of which, the Panthers made their cuts, Jake. You are in Charlotte. As everybody knows, you and I live live in our hometowns, and then you know we come travel to the games, and we're in and out a lot. You happen to be in. You're in Charlotte. You're at the, the day or at the building all day yesterday at the stadium at practice. Let's hear it, Jake. How are things on Mint Street? Well, so I was so excited to be able to come, first off. I couldn't make training camp due to the uh, – well, I wasn't going to walk around training camp in a shoulder harness after my little shoulder surgery. So that that was – I wasn't doing that. But nice to be able to come in. And it's a weird day, Jordan. You know, cut-down day was Tuesday, and you had to drop all 27 players, whatever it may be. That's hard. That is difficult for a head coach. That's difficult for a player. That was my life. My first really and truly four years in the NFL, I'm on pins and needles. I don't know if I'm making the roster or not. Then after that, thank goodness I didn't have to really worry about that. But like you're crushing someone's dream and you're fulfilling someone's dream all in the same day. And it's tough. It's difficult. And speaking with Matt, Coach Rule yesterday, he said, I gave the guys the day off. He said, because out of respect to the guys that I'm going to release, it's hard, man. It's a... It's difficult. And and I remember Coach Fox would always be in a bad mood cut down day. I don't know if you recall that because John was just yep. constantly upbeat. But it would it would piss him off because it, it hurt. You know, you're, you're cutting guys that did everything they possibly could. They just might not have been good enough or we had too much um, – at a certain position. So that's a hard thing. So congratulations to all the guys that are in those seats. It's a, it's a difficult seat to be in, but uh, so yesterday's practice was really and truly the the first time with just the 53 guys on the roster and they were still filling the practice squad. So guys were either coming in and it was kind of funny. I'm not funny, but you're seeing guys walk in with the track, the clear trash bag that they packed most of their stuff in the day prior for being released, and then they get brought back on the practice squad. So they're coming back in with their gear, um, and they go out on the practice field. And it was nice to be able to see the team in person. I, I think one thing is to watch all the videos from practice that I can and uh, listen to all the interviews, but just to watch guys move in person, like – I couldn't wait to see what Icky looked like in the flesh. And the first thing I noticed, I said, he has Willie Rofe ankles. And what do I mean by that? Willie Rofe is a pro football Hall of Famer, uh, played for the New Orleans Saints, a teammate of mine. Massive, massive upper body. Powerful, couldn't move. But his ankles were like a wide receiver, just so skinny. So, But that's where he could move. He always stayed in balance. One thing that's what I noticed about Icky like he can really, really move, and he's a powerful up front. 
Um, and Jordan, I just keep saying it over and over again. And like I told Dan Morgan yesterday during practice, our secondary, when we get off the bus, let them walk off first. They are big <laughs> and they are pretty. Jeremy Chin, like this is a grown man. And you're watching J.C. Horn, another grown man. C.J. Henderson, the same thing. He was one that you just watching him on the field last year from the booth, he just seemed more quiet. Like he was like a robot. And that's all they're talking about. He's a lot more relaxed. He's playing free. Dante Jackson, yeah, he's not as big as these other guys, but he's still just that, that ball of energy. So watching our secondary, Brian Burns is another one. He's starting to get, and I told Thomas Davis this yesterday, he was out at practice. He looked like Thomas. You know, Thomas was like 20 years old when we drafted him, was a safety, then a linebacker. Then about three or four, five years in, he started to get that grown man body. Like he started to get some some meat on the bone, so to speak. Brian Burns kind of looks that way to me. It's like, oh, my gosh, he's starting to transition into that, you know, I always thought he was freaky with his ability, but he's starting to really look that way. Um, seeing the linebackers, watching Shaq out there, that was that was a refreshing for me to see. And I know I'm hitting heavy defense, but that's just kind of seeing all those guys yesterday. Um, and then on the offensive side of the field, um, it was only two quarterbacks with Baker and, and PJ yesterday. But, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield in the flesh, he's a thick guy. I mean, he's thick upper body, he's thick lower body. Um, and he's he has some thump on the football. The ball really comes out of his hand. I thought he was very accurate in throwing yesterday. Our receivers looked really, really good. Uh, once again, size. Uh, I can talk about DJ, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, good-looking guy. Uh, Andre Roberts, thick punt returner type. That's going to be huge for us. But LaVisca Chenault, who we just traded for, he's a man. I He was like – I was shocked when I saw him. He kind of, in my mind, was like, oh, wow, this looks like Cordero Patterson, the kick returner, wide receiver, running back in Atlanta. So – Another playmaker added to our offense. And so um, Christian McCaffrey, don't really need to say much there. I thought Chuba Hubbard looked like Chuba last year. Um, you know, a guy that can really run. And Deontay Foreman, big, strong back. Tight ends, we're just starting to get some back. I think that's going to be key for us. They've missed a lot of time, the tight ends. So they need to really kind of get going. But just overall, I thought we looked like a different football team physically. And, and I say that because... Um, during games, I head down to the field in between our hits before we start. I like to look at the other team physically, just kind of have an idea of length of guys and things of, uh, of that nature. And I just think we're starting to look like uh, a different football team. You know, we're, 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 we're getting bigger. We're getting longer, um, things like that. I thought that was um, – I'm very encouraged by what I see from that. The Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year program is rewarding football fans who share examples of rookie mistakes they've made because maybe they just needed a Snickers. At the end of the regular season, one will be crowned Snickers Rookie Mistake of the Year with the fan winning two tickets to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona and a chance to celebrate with the team on the field. To submit a rookie mistake and learn more, head to snickers.com slash rookie mistake. Isn't it weird when you can get a higher level of NFL player, like like you're talking about now. Yeah. Now these guys stand out, and now we're bigger than we were before. Everybody's huge, and everybody's incredibly fast, and everybody's incredibly talented. But you're right; there are certain bodies and certain builds or, of guys that just are like, "Oh my, how does that happen?" Genetically, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, there's tons of hard work created around it. But 
the opposite side of that, Jake, and I want to know if we have any of these. And if, if we want to leave the names out, just out of respect, then I get it. But what about the guy off the street? Remember, we would always coin somebody, <laughs> the guy off the street. Jermaine Wiggins comes to mind, tight end we had early on. Kendall Moorhead was a D lineman we had. You're amongst all these world-class, like best on the planet physical specimens. And then every once in a while, you'll get the outlier. Todd Fordham, we were talking about last last episode. You'll get the outlier guy that totally just looks like He's a dad on the sideline at one of my high school football <laughs> games, but yet he somehow can play pro football as well. Do we got any guys off the street, Jake? You know, Jordan, I'm trying to think right now if somebody stood out to me in that regard. Um, <laughs> the and, and opposite I can't really way. Say, yeah, I can't really say, um, you know, right away that somebody stood out um, in, in, in saying that. Um, those you know, are so refreshing. Draft- Jake, yeah, those guys are, are like, so refreshing. You got to have some bad bodies out there, man. You got it. No, the, the, I, I agree. But, Jordan, it's funny you say that. So, again, just watching the two-hour practice yesterday, and Dan Morgan and I were talking, and I said, you know, Dan, if you go back to our Super Bowl year or whatnot, yeah, we had some really good players. Yeah, we had Stephen Davis. Yeah, we had Smitty. Yeah, we had Jenkins and Pep and, 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 and whatnot and Moose. I get it. But, like, if you remember – some of the leaders on the team were Jerry Cooper, Carl Hankin, yeah. Rod Smart. He hate me. Like the special teams captains, the strike force cap, like those. And, and that's what we laughed about. That's when our better teams were. When we had, it wasn't just the stars of the team. It was the ones that were the most respected guys on the team that, that they didn't start on offense or defense, but they were special teams. That Those are the, the things that I remember the most uh, about you. Uh, about our, our football teams, when you develop those guys and they become so important for your football team that they're the leaders of the football team. So hopefully we can start to establish that here. Well, and you won't know how that pans out till we start playing games. And that's not very far along the road here, Jake. And a little over a week, Panthers, did, did you know that we're playing the Browns? Have you heard? I did. And, Is and that did unbelievable? You know, and, and our co- hold, but hang on now. Hang on to your seat. Our quarterback used to play for the Browns, Jake. I'm just I'm just getting an inside scoop on this story here. And there's been some talk of some words said or not said that's locker room material, Jake. And I say I say this laughing because I don't really ever think in my whole NFL career that I ever was like, oh, those guys, you know, you everyone would say it. Nobody believes we can win. It's us against the world. Those guys don't respect us. But correct me if I'm wrong, your typical NFL football player, maybe this is just me and you because we're like cerebral offensive type mindset people. I don't care if somebody said they were going to mess me up or didn't say they were going to mess me up or said that I stink or I'm... I can't, I could not give two you know what's about what the other team said about me because ultimately, aren't we always just trying to go win and do our best and make sure they don't have success on the other side of the ball. I just find it funny when all this stuff gets so blown up, man. Well, I've never sat in a meeting leading up to playing whoever and say, I don't need a study film. They want to beat me. That's, I, I, don't need, I don't need a study because I got motivation now. I, I've never done yeah. that before in my life. I've never had a pregame speech win a football game in my life. That's never happened. How many times we've heard great pregame speeches or leading up to it and we lost? I mean – Preparation 
and making the play when plays count. That That's what wins games. So the whole Baker Mayfield thing got blown out of proportion. And I know he addressed it yesterday um, after practice. And it kind of sounds like it was a conversation on the field and someone said, yeah, I'm sure you want to, you know, beat the crap out of this team. Yeah, really want to beat the crap out of them. What do you want them to say? No, man, I like Cleveland, man. I'd rather lose than give them a win. I mean, is that what you're going to say? It just amazes me it gets that much traction. And I don't know if it's because we haven't played a real football game and people are just dying for this. And, yes, it's the reunion of Baker and Cleveland. But, yeah, it it really and truly blows my mind. But um, I've never heard uh, before a football game John Fox (laughs) said, hey, we got to play smart and tough. But don't worry about that today because they, they talk bad about us. So we're, we're going right. to never, never in my life did I just kind of say, let's break it down on revenge of the talk. I uh, never in my Here, life. Here's the keys to the game. We got to establish the run. Okay. Number two, we got to win the turnover margin. And most importantly, number three, somebody on their team said they're going to mess us up. All right, man. <laughs> now get out there and win. You know, I'm just, oh, uh, it's, um, I, I don't, get I will it, say, I will say now, I'm now, now I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth is when we, when we went to play, when we went to play the Rams in the playoffs, my rookie year, I, this story came out years later. I was at a, at a Hornets game in Charlotte and Leonard Little defensive end for the Rams for a long time came up to me and he's like, Hey, gross. We started talking. He's like, Man, I was so mad at you that that game when we played the double overtime game. I said, why? Because it was in the paper that you said I was not a power rusher, more of a speed guy. And then, like, all these dots connected because I thought back to that game, which I remember, obviously, it was a huge game in all of our careers. And he just bull rushed the heck out of me. And I thought it was so weird because he was, like, always such a speed rusher <laughs> before that. And I was just – I was like – this is kind of awesome because he wasn't the biggest guy and he was just running into me over and over and over again. So I guess maybe some guys, maybe defensive guys, take that stuff to heart. Either way, Jake. Listen, I, I, yeah, maybe they do, but that's very, very interesting because that's what he was known for, the speed he could get around. And it seemed like I know. he had go-go, go-go gadget arms that he could kind of tap the football out of a quarterback or, or swipe it out. Yep. So that was uh, – yeah. and one other thing I want to mention, Jordan, just observing practice yesterday. So – practice is over. Um, Coach Rule addressed the team. Yeah, Obviously, I wasn't in there, but, you know, the team, he addressed them, and then they walk off. And I stayed out in the field, and I was talking to Anish Sharaf, our new play-by-play uh, uh, announcer for the Panthers. And yeah, man. We watched. And so we're talking, and, and I just keep looking, and all I see is a lot of players, and especially young players, staying out on the field working on something extra. I'm watching Brian Burns and and uh, Itar Grossmatos working on a get-off step. And I'm not talking for, hey, two or three minutes, 15, 20, 25 minutes after practice. I'm watching some of the DBs. I, instead of just calling names, uh, I'm, a lot of the DBs going over stuff and, like, the, the arguing in a good way with each other. It's like, no, 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 I said this. I, like, that is so refreshing to me, watching guys take extra reps and working on something. That's when you kind of – the team, I don't know. I just – I think the team starts to take on – you're not coaching yourself, but you're holding everybody accountable to a certain a certain way. And I always thought that those were the teams that, okay, it means, it means a little something more to them. 
And that was so refreshing to see that yesterday because, once again, it wasn't just five minutes after practice doing a few little things. This was for an extended period of time. And I was like, you know what? We're giving ourselves a chance now. Well, they probably just got received word that somebody from the Browns said they were going to light them up next week. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what happened. Or it's cut – or it's uh, they're still finalizing the roster, and they're like, "Hey guys, we got to get out here and do extra work because they can still be cutting our butts at any moment." Come on, let's go. Uh, I want to know: Were you wearing your Hall of Honor Panther blue sport coat when you were at the stadium yesterday? Unfortunately, it was a little too warm for that. But I did oh. have somebody. I paid somebody about twenty bucks to walk behind me and tell people, "Say, hey, he's in the Hall yeah. of Honor." You know what I mean? Yep. I, yeah, I just I did hey, that. Jay, hey Jake. They're like they just you just would pay people in the building to when you hey Jake aren't you in the Hall of Honor Yeah I am <laughs> Hey guys and I make, I, they had the megaphone too I borrowed it for the megaphone after practice so they could do that yeah. Absolutely Hey guys Jake Delome here Hall of Honor You've seen my name up in the stadium probably Anyways I just want to tell you about how hard we worked when back when I played and how easy you have it Did you give that talk to the team Sure did not but but I will say this What is provided to this uh the staff um i'm envious and i'm jealous and i think it's great just um everything jordan just seeing you know some things in the weight room and 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 the meal area and the kind of region area so to speak where guys to get their bodies because it's such a different way i think than when we played and and i know really toward the end the whole diet started to shift and uh the different forms of training and and things of that nature whereas if you recall, you know, it was the, I don't want to say the old meathead way of doing things when we played, but that's kind of how it was early on. You I'll, know, say it was kinda, I'll say it. It was meathead. <laughs> yeah. And just, just <laughs> watching that and then seeing how guys look physically and how, what great shape they look in and what Mr. Tepper, uh, what they have provided for this football team. It was very impressive to see. Um, and that's certainly, I'm assuming that's going to, uh, the way at most NFL teams, but um, not, this is the the way. But uh, that was very impressive to see, and, and I was excited to see that. Well, we've said this since the David Tepper bought the team and, and hired Coach Rule. It's going to take many, many years to get that smell and that look and that taste of uh, Mr. Tepper and Coach Rule on everything, and we're finally seeing it. You know, you hit on all of it, Jake, with the size of the players, the speed of the players, the depth, the facilities, the way they practice, what they're being what, – what that culture's – leading up to exciting quarterback it's exciting times man and i uh, this is a weird week because you know a week from today we're, we're recording on thursday a week from today first nfl season regular first regular nfl season game um bills rams next thursday and then the panthers at home so we'll get to talk one more time before there's a game jake but awesome having your with boots on the ground nice job kind of wrapping up what you're seeing and um i'm gonna go get ready for my my voice did warm up as you, you can did. Tell. I'm ve- yes. I'm very proud. And so, like you Thanks. play tomorrow. Fr- you play Friday night. I'm assuming you're. Yeah, JV. Yeah, JV tonight. Okay. And my daughter Rainy has middle school volleyball, so I go practice. I got to cut out just a little short. Go to volleyball. Then I'll be on the sidelines for the JV football game. And the good news is, it's only supposed to be like 102 at kickoff. So hey, there's nothing wrong. It's not <laughs> low, humi- low humidity, right? Low, low humidity. humidity. Low humidity, yeah, exactly. And I'm and I'm looking all over the internet for some locker room material from the Emmett Huskies <laughs> JV team, but that's all I've been doing during this podcast while you've been talking is I can't find anything. So I'm just gonna have to go on the old win one for the Gipper. All right. I love it. I think you'll do just uh, fine. 
All right. Well, here, let's see if my read on the out is better than my read on the in. Okay. So here we go. Buckle up. Jordan and Jake. That's the name of our podcast. That's who we are. Thank you for listening. And we are powered by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and Jake DeLome, and it applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Hey, that was better. I'll see you later. A lot better. All right. Thank you.